Shomin Irkoso, Akaniri no Soporok Podcast Yasoto. Joining me as always in Common HQ, it's the Green and Gold Bandit, the Wonder Suit Wonder himself. Welcome, Forty. Thanks, Horse. Good to be on the podcast once more post Olympics. So much to talk about. Hey, indeed. I just feel like. Um, the last few weeks I've turned Japanese and I'm not even aware of it. You not even think so. Exactly. Now, I was going to say the mm. onesie got a, got a absolute uh, highlight on the Australian Olympics Instagram story. What a remarkable feat. That's got to be one of my highlights of the Olympics right there. So probably <laughs> jump in the gun a little bit, but you <laughs> right did the mention the onesie. I did. There I you did. go. And that's exactly what I was mentioning. I thought it's probably the greatest coverage that the common man has ever had. On Instagram, Correct. <laughs> I did probably the us. most number of views. You did tag us in it, so good work there. Now, I don't want to leave yep. the other man hanging here, and it wouldn't no. be a common man without the saddest football supporter in Victoria at the moment, the Leviathan of long-windedness himself. <laughs> Welcome, Friendy. Lads, it's, it's always a pleasure to be here. Look, in terms of the sporting world, I'm a little flat. Uh, the Olympics is finished, and I'm sad that it's finished, um, yep. but yep. also footy, footy is... It's taken a turn, lads. Um, I know we're going to get into it soon, but I'm flat. I'm flat. <laughs> um, and horse, before we get into it, yeah. um, can I ask you a question uh, by one of our loyal listeners? Yes, oh, come on. Can I ask you a question? Is was is was up to you the Gary Ablett signature wine series? Now it was Ooh. your birthday not long ago. <laughs> oh yes, and uh, a bunch of us chipped in to uh, get you uh, this particular wine series. Yes, that's was correct. it worth getting? It did take a while. Was it worth it? Oh, the, the, the wait was well worth it. Uh, I've had a look at them. I'm too scared to do anything else with them. We'll just leave them to appreciate. I don't. Well, um, you, you're going to have to turn them, aren't you? Because otherwise they go off, don't they? I don't know. If someone can <laughs> tell me what I should be doing with them, that would be greatly appreciated. Anyone. It took probably about as long as the uh, promise signed Cats jerseys for faithful cat, Cats members. <laughs> hey, It did. <laughs> It did, but they're there. It's senior and it's junior, one of each. Come on. Yep. Brilliant. Oh, that's good. Father and son. We just need uh, maybe the uh, Holy Spirit next to us. Well, 40's happy, friendy, maybe not. Let's get to the yeah. sports talk while the iron's still hot. This month in sport. And it's time for another week slash month in sport. One day I'm going to just change it. I'm just going to say this month in sport, but I'm still hanging on to the fact that we might be able to do this on a weekly basis sometime in the future. We're going to start with some AFL and it's bye-bye to the pre-finals bye. Whilst it hasn't been welcome news for Geelong, those teams with a healthy list have grasped the change with two hands. Ken Hinckley has said on the record that if teams request to play with no crowds, if it enables them to play on their home turf, then they are just being selfish. But would he be saying the same thing if Port was sitting on top of the ladder and Adelaide was in a lockdown? On the flip side, today, Paddy Dangerfield's now said he'd actually take a crowd away from home over an empty stadium at GMHBA. So I don't know what to think. Forty, what do you think about this? Well, uh, lots to talk about. Firstly, Ken, it's time to come home and coach Geelong. Secondly, <laughs> okay. Ken, he's a straight shooter. We know this about Ken. Yeah. However, I think Ken would be fairly silent on the issue, let's be honest. Yes. If it was, you know, the roles were reversed in terms of Adelaide being in lockdown. But on the other foot. I mean, exactly. But it's out of the club's hands. And I think, as you just mentioned, like Paddy Dangerfield, uh, he he said that there is no soul mm. in a game of AFL with no crowds, and he would prefer to play uh, in front of crowds instead of an empty kid in your park. But obviously, that would be, have to be a neutral ground. And I would like to say, obviously, Geelong, we mainly play our home finals games at the MCG, regardless. We've, we don't yes. play at Kid in your park. No, once. and at those, yeah, and those particular games are fairly. Um, pretty big crowd from both teams. Hey, like no matter who we're playing, there's a fairly, whereas if an interstate team, they would have a majority of the crowd is their uh, own home fans. And yeah, so 95%. that's totally. And so I think that's why if Geelong earns the right to have a home final, 
uh, even if it's just the first week of the finals, they deserve to have the opportunity to have it on their uh, home ground. Um, but obviously without fans, that makes it difficult. So, so lads, just to get me up to scratch, I, I don't think I've watched AFL for about three weeks. I've just been living in, <laughs> I've just, I just can't bring myself to it at the moment. What, what does it look like at the moment? Where do they think they're going to play all the finals? Is it going to be spread across a couple of states or is it all going to be in, in Perth? Oh, look, there's various theories going around at the moment and different things are being said. My understanding today is that the guys that earn home ground advantage for the first two weeks will get to choose where they'll be. And then right. they're looking potentially at its crowds for prelim and grand final, which will be the, the biggest thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And at this point in time, they're not going to say definitively no to the MCG uh, right up until they know, like, there's absolutely no chance. Mm. Let's be honest, right I now, mean, it's there's, mainly, there's no chance, but. No, but it's yeah. really about a Brisbane, Adelaide and, and not, Perth. Not, not, not even Brisbane. And oh, Tassie. Brisbane. Brisbane would be out of the question. Yeah. Brisbane's in lockdown just as much as Melbourne at the moment. So Mm. it's actually just down to Perth and Adelaide and Perth is the front runner at the moment. Oh, absolutely. And and if Port Adelaide finishing in that third or fourth spot, (laughs) whoever they're playing is not playing at Adelaide, are they? So it's going to be most likely Perth. It's arguably, arguably more of a debacle than last year, isn't it? Because there's more states in lockdown currently. So for sure. uh, What a nightmare. Stiff, yeah, more difficult for sure. Yep, yep. Uh, you've got all of the east coast of Australia basically in lockdown, mm, mm. which was not a concern last year up in Queensland where we almost got there. Sorry, just sidetracked for a second. Now, Friendy, <laughs> you have been championing for Perth to host the grand final this year, but now yes, that it's obvious that, that West Coast won't be involved, do you actually care? <laughs> Look, there's a there's they always say if there's a mathematical chance horse, then you <laughs> just gotta hold on to you're telling me there's a chance. Me there's a ch- no, I, I think um I would love to see uh, Optus Stadium um host the grand final. I just think uh it's it's the newest stadium in Australia. It's got the most high tech. It 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 would put on an absolute spectacle spectacle and to have sixty thousand people in the stadium jam-packed mm. it's gonna feel like a, an afl grand final even last year um in, in brisbane correct me if i'm wrong but they didn't have a sellout stadium this would be jam-packed the ovals the exact same dimensions as the mcg so it'll yeah. give you a very similar feel um it's certainly an said, impressive impressive stadium correct have they yeah. said yet whether it will be a night is. a night or a day grand final they said that yet uh, i thought they were returning back to the day grand final but has to be. That was, even, that even was with being at the MCG. I mean, it's certainly um, a night grand final at the traditional night time in Western Australia is 10 past eight. That's way too, that's mm. too late yeah. for a grand yeah, final. Yeah, good point. Good point. So that means they'll be playing the grand final at midday. Yeah, 12.30 or because it starts Maybe, at 2.30 well, on, on grand final day. Yeah, why why can't they do it um, at a 2.30, 3 o'clock time slot for Perth? At, because they twilight don't, game. they don't want it twilight. Well, it's not a twilight game. It's, it's well, it'd be four thirty for us. So that's not going to get. That's not the best ratings. It needs to be either side of that six o'clock. You know, for it to be half time and six o'clock, I don't think that's what Channel Seven would be wanting. Um, <clears throat> when those those fringe mm. watchers maybe would just turn to the news or mm. yeah, go have dinner. Yep. They, they want it to be in a in a time where it's a block. Either that whole afternoon or that whole evening would be my guess. Gee, that's early, isn't it? Guys playing starting at like twelve thirty or something like that. That's that'd be maybe throw them around a little bit, I reckon. Yeah, and it'll give them the opportunity to to kick on into the night over in Perth once they won, though, because they'd be starting at three thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, friendy um, West Coast. So you're sitting obviously currently in ninth spot. Mm. Now, if you win, which is a big if beating Brisbane. Unlikely, Brisbane. unlikely. Essendon would have to lose and GWS would lose, have to lose, and you could jump straight up in a seventh spot. So Correct. there is still very much, if you can win this week, I th- a very I think good chance our, that you could. Yeah, I, th- I think GWS beat Carlton. I think Carlton are just a shambles. I'm sorry. Um, they Essendon really and Collingwood, 
Essendon and Collingwood. I, I think Collingwood, Collingwood could beat Essendon. I think that, that game is always like a bit of a derby or a derby. Essendon um, should win, but... Yes. Yeah. Did you see Collingwood last week? Yeah. They were, <laughs> That's true. That was not they're, they're in holiday mode, aren't they? I mean, and... The, yeah. And they the, the broadcasters chose that game as the Saturday night game over Geelong St Kilda, which was a cracker of a game compared to what was served up on Saturday night. That was yeah. news fest. It was boring. Yeah. Okay. Well, the way I'm hearing it, Friendy, you still want it in Perth. Yep. 40. We just want to have the choice of where to play. Well, I, I'm happy to have it. I actually want it in Perth because Friendy, we are still holding oh, hope, aren't we? Come on. <laughs> We're still come holding on. hope that we can get to Perth. Hey, why now, don't we me, do the 14 day quarantine for? Well, Let's that's what we've been suggesting, horse. Maybe me and Franny should just 14 day quarantine. Just do it. It's worth it. Let's move on to some NBA. I'm going to hand it over to you, 40, to take us through the latest in the NBA. Well, there was a couple of weeks ago we had free agency open, and there's been a few trades as well in the midst of that. I'd like to discuss obviously, there's so many transactions during this particular period. But we just want to highlight, I suppose, maybe, I suppose more the bigger ones um, for some of those players that may think that they're the bigger ones. I hope they're, uh, I'm sure they're <laughs> listening and hopefully they don't get offended. Um, but I might just mention a few of the free agency moves and, and then probably two of the bigger trades and then I'd love to get your thoughts on them. Obviously the two biggest trades that we would probably all agree was Westbrook to Lakers. Um, that trade was obviously a big one. And obviously the Kemba Walker one, which we did mention last time for yeah. Al Horford, who's now, he's been bought out. Knicks have now offered him a two-year um, $80 million deal, which is a great um, move for the Knicks. Um, but in the free agency, we had Kawhi obviously re-sign. Kyle Lowry was a big one going to Miami in a sign-and-trade. Quite a few sign-and-trades. Mm. Uh, CP3 we discussed last time. He re-signed yep. with Phoenix, which I think is a great move. Um now we have had a few. Chicago has been very active, horse. You know they have very active, which I'm sure you're very excited. We've <laughs> yes, had I'm up Demar DeRozan on a yep. sign and trade. Yep, three eighty five million. Not sold, definitely on him, but I'm just glad that we're having a crack. Yep, absolutely. And Lonzo Ball as well on another sign and trade for you, eighty five million. So, I mean, I've, there's and lots of others. You, you know, you got obviously White Mamba. Sorry, I just need to mention White Mamba as well. Alex Caruso. Who's that? Brian Scalabrini. Oh, the goat. I'm Alec- talking Brian Scalabrini. No, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking Alex Caruso, the current Caruso. player in the league. Yeah. Who came over exactly. to the Lakers. And I don't know why the Lakers didn't uh, try and keep him, yeah. but that's. Did you hear that the they're, unre- they're unretiring Michael Jordan's number 23 for Alex, Alex Caruso? I did hear that. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. Even, no I mean, way. even though even though LeBron wore 23 at the Lakers and Yeah. <laughs> but I think they're probably the bigger ones, boys. And I mean, obviously we've got Patty Mills, the Nets. We've got to shout out Nozzy. Yeah. Um and uh but there's a lot of others that we that we could go, maybe depending on where this conversation goes. But I'd love to hear from both of you. And I feel like I know where both of you are gonna go based on your allegiances to your teams. Um, what has been the biggest move this particular free agency for you and why? Um, probably Pat Beverly ending up at Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, well, let's get to that. Let's just get that. Let's go. Trade. We'll go straight there. Come on. Clip, <laughs> Clippers trade for Bledsoe, for yep. Beverly and Rondo and yep. et cetera. We won't go into the rest of it. Yep. Yep. And then Pat Bev tweets Memphis's team philosophy. Grit it and grind, let's go. And next minute, they trade into Minnesota for Jared Culver, ETC. And, and let's How be ironic. honest, Rondo's, Rondo's going to be in Memphis for all of about five minutes uh, before he gets, you know, waved or brought out or whatever, and he'll end up back on, you know. The, and that's uh, the his over- ninth, ninth NBA team, I believe. Is it really? Well, yeah, he is Look, on his way to collect the whole set. He is kind hard. I um I kind of like what the Lakers have done in a really bizarre way. It makes it makes no sense. At no, it all. doesn't. No. Um, but you're talking about a team uh, of absolute 
they're going to, there's about four or five Hall of Famers in this Lakers team. Now, they're not all in their prime. It's very clear. Not even LeBron's even in his prime. You're actually talking about one player still in their prime in Anthony Davis. Yeah. But if this all kind of works out how it could, it could be a lot of fun to watch. Um, I agree. I, I think the, the most fun move was bringing back Carl Malone on a vet minimum that I, I did not <laughs> see that coming, but he's still chasing that ring. Oh, boy. Carl, Carl Malone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They brought back Carl Malone, Clyde Drexler, all the old guys from the 90s. Oh, John Stockton. Johnny Stockton. Yeah. They are Hall of Famers. They are literally Hall know, of Famers. I know, so we laugh, I know we laughed about Westbrook, though. Like, you know, he's an older player, but you can't underestimate even oh, he's, his age. He's got plenty I think left, Westbrook yeah. will be... Um, Obviously, a clear flaw in his game is his three-point shooting, but everything else, he is just uh, phenomenal. There's going to be a point in the game where you're going to have LeBron James, Camelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and Dwight Howard on the court at the one time. Now, five years ago, that's an all-star starting five lineup. Um, So, look, if they can show any sort of glimpse of what they can, they can do it their absolute best. Um, it's going to be quite scary. It's all going to come down to defense for these guys. I don't think scoring is going to be an issue. It's all going to be how they can play good individual defense and team defense. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be think- crucial, their role players, in yeah. playing their defensive yeah. roles. Absolutely. Horse, um, what's, what's for you um, really jumped out? Uh, I assume you're going to talk oh, about Chicago. Yeah, well, obviously, or- yeah, look. I don't want to bore the listeners too much with Chicago, but we actually no. We love. Things. We want to talk about the Bulls. The we Windy City. I'm most excited about Lonzo Ball and what he can bring to yep. the team. It's exciting to have a point guard who can uh, make things happen and play the role of a point guard, and just have some tenacity out there. And exciting to think of you know what he can do feeding uh, Levine, DeRozan with his mid range game involved. We've got the Vooch. We, we've got some pretty good players out there now and we mm. haven't had things to be excited about like this for a number of years. Um, totally. It's going to be interesting who the fourth best team in the East this season is because I think it's out of uh, Miami and Chicago. Like you look at Chicago's starting roster, that's, that's a, obviously the fourth spot is still in question. Yeah. Um, Markinen obviously wants to move on and I think you'll be more than happy to see him move on horse, but Miami looks strong now with Kyle Lowry and, and, and that team now has certainly upgraded uh, with, from Gore and Dragic. But Chicago or Miami, they could both take number four spot, I think, this season. <laughs> a lot. I think uh, I think you might have even mentioned it to me, Forty. The East is it's getting stronger. And, mm. you know, we've forgotten completely about the 76ers. We haven't even mentioned that the champions from this year in the Bucks. And of course, Brooklyn, who are going to be the favourites now with a healthy lineup. There's a yep. lot. There's a lot going on in the East that hasn't been. Mm. You know, there well, is I think five I, or six contenders in the East, and there hasn't been that for a while. I no. think you're locking you're locking Brooklyn and Milwaukee as your top two, and then yeah. really from from three through to seven, it could go any any way. I think so. Yeah, I mean, but again, you know, just Atlanta cool. on the rise again. They're going to be yes, a team correct with one and more you, experience. Yep, New York Knicks are certainly they're Correct. getting better. They're on the way up. Yeah, um, yep. I'm like for me as a Boston fan, I'm like this season. Obviously, we're just in trying to keep our team to some degree. I'm hoping we at least make playoffs this season. That that's how yeah. much it's changed. Uh, yeah, and yep. you've got, but you could have the teams like we mentioned last time. Atlanta and New York Knicks last time had a massive off season, so it will be different now. Mm-hmm. I think this upcoming season. Yeah with all the teams being on a bit more of a level playing field in terms of having more of an off-season before they start um, playing again. Does anyone have any idea what's going to happen with Ben Simmons? Good horse, because I actually had that question. I literally had that. What will happen with Benny? Because it is, it's a very good question. Brendy, you're going to say something. I, I think what I want is for him to somehow get to the Warriors. <laughs> I reckon I'd really like to see him with Steph and Clay. Yep. Um, I don't know what you've got to give up for that because I don't think Draymond would want to leave. He'd want to stay put. I think what makes the most sense is trading um, Ben Simmons for Damian Lillard. Um, but don't rule out him staying. I know there's a lot of 
talk about him, you know, not talking to his freezing, whatever. Freezing I don't him know out. if that's all true. Because there's there's one of um, uh, Maxi came out and said that no, he's been talking to him all the time. So media can obviously hype things up too much. So I, I, don't be surprised if he stays. I mean, he's he's still a phenomenal player. He had one bad finals run. Um, you know, let, I hope he can get confidence in his shot because if he can start to shoot even at thirty percent from the three point line, I mean, and shoot seventy yeah. percent from free throws, he's going to be unstoppable. I, let's be honest, he's not going to really do much damage on the three-point line. It's his free-throw shooting that has to has and, to improve. And 70% is not a, not a big ask. No, like he's shooting at 50. Like, that's terrible. Like, Andre Drummond shoots better at, than Ben Simmons, I think, at the moment. <laughs> Love to get that as a fact check horse <laughs> later, maybe. Oh, look, it sounded impressive at the time to say that Andre Drummond had a higher free-throw percentage than uh, Ben Simmons in the last season, but... Drummond's actual totals was he shot 60% and Ben Simmons was 61.3. But the thing to remember was, of course, that Simmons shot at a horrendous 34% during the playoffs. I will but look into that. I, I think Ben Simmons, I agree, Friendy. I think it would be awesome to see him at Golden State. But the problem is Philly have him too highly valued yeah, at correct. the moment that they want so much for him that there's just – no one's going to give Philadelphia what uh, they're asking. Yep. And I just think it's unrealistic to see any trade that's going to happen. I, I think the most pressing question though in the NBA right now, Ford, is Jallo Ball. Is he making a roster? Well, Jason Tatum thinks so. He thinks he should get a spot. <laughs> Mate, he's playing well. He's playing really well. It would be cool to see. You know, It'd be cool to the see. Lakers need a shooter. The Hornets. It'd be cool to see. Yeah. Is it time to give LeVar Ball a little bit of credit? Oh, not yet. Game. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You just can't. As common man, we can't give this guy like any. any he he doesn't. He he's lost touch with the common man. That is for sure. He has. That well, I mean, the shoes, the shoes that they made, however many years ago, they were a hundred percent uncommon man shoes. That's oh, correct. Five hundred bucks oh, for a pair ridiculous. of shoes from a kid who had not played a game of NBA yet. Well, boys, I feel like. Talking about LeVar Ball is probably bringing this segment to an end. <laughs> Great uh, an indication. But, but I, I thought I'd just end on this little little fun little... Uh, yes. Tidbit. Maybe mention. Um, tidbit, yeah. Now, Spencer Dinwiddie, obviously, mm-hmm. was a sign of trade to the Wizards. Now, it's come out that part of his contract, he had written in that he will receive, <laughs> he will receive a $1 bonus for winning the NBA title. Now he has that written in his contract along with other things. I don't know why, but there's a tidbit for the day. Um, Forty, did you just say it was a tidbit? I think it's tidbit. What? How did you find that out? Now that, that That's motivation. Common That's common man. He's in touch with the common man. He is in, that, that is 100%. Let's get him on the, oh, get him on the podcast. Although I don't think he's I don't think having your own uh, cryptocurrency is very common, man, with the Dinwiddie dollars. No. But, <laughs> but having just that one dollar, does that is it implying that he's that close? He's like his motivation could barely get any further. That it's just that one extra dollar will be enough to get him over the line for a championship. Oh, I think still not for the dollar. Yeah, to, yeah, to go like that's you know what. He he really epitomizes common man there. Like he doesn't need a millions and millions of dollars. He's happy with one dollar to win Just the one NBA title. Well, thanks forty for taking us through the NBA. We're gonna flip it over to you, Friendy. We've just experienced the incredible couple of weeks in Tokyo. It's been a, a week or so now, but there's a lot that we can talk about. Friendy, can you take us through Tokyo 2020? Horse, I actually don't know where to start. Tokyo 2020 um, was almost the saving grace of 2021 with what's been going on with COVID. And it's actually, it was actually quite sad having it all end because it was just two of the greatest weeks we've seen in a long time. And there's, there's nothing better than having sport. But better than that, having sport on, I feel like Seven just had channels for days. Like you could watch whatever you wanted, when you wanted. It was fantastic. Um, Australia did exceptionally well. 
finishing in sixth place overall with 17 gold, seven silver, and 22 bronze. We loved coming in third, it seemed like. Uh, but just so many heroic performances from our Aussies, so many heroic performances from, from athletes who really um, had to spend 12 months kind of changing their training regimes, training an extra 12 months to be at the Olympics. Um, you know, I love the story of the Filipino weightlifter who literally was lifting shopping bags and you know, ended up winning gold and about 14 houses and a million bucks. But lads, before we get into some highlights, I mean, what are your reactions from the Olympic Games? I think considering there was no crowds, it was absolutely spectacular. Well done to the organizers in Tokyo or Tokyo. Uh, it was just brilliant. Lads, what did you think? Well, I mean, you've, you've really summed it up there, Friendy. I don't think um, you could have said it better when you, when you said the phrase that it was the highlight of 2021. For me, mm. for sure, those those two weeks where you just there was sport on twenty four seven. There was an, yep. always an Aussie doing something. You pretended you were an expert, even though you might have not twenty four hours ago known anything about that sport. But as soon as there was an Aussie with a medal chance, you knew everything about it. Not you, probably, <laughs> but that's how I was like, oh yeah, you know. Correct. So Correct. absolutely, yeah. But that's I, the best thing about the Olympics, isn't it? You wouldn't normally watch a particular sport. Yeah. Uh, and when you watch the Olympics, you're all of a sudden watching all these sort of different sports. Like I'm watching skateboarding. I don't never watch skateboarding. <laughs> like all these like kayaking, different sports that have been introduced. Yeah, kayaking. Yeah, your taekwondo, 67 kilograms. <laughs> no, I wasn't watching that. <laughs> but like this, you could if you wanted to. Yep. Um, <laughs> so there's just so many. It's, Field I hockey. It's Field How? hockey, yeah. I yeah. would have watched that normally. So. It's great you mentioned hockey because like – I never watch hockey. I was just sitting on the edge of my seat watching the hockey and water polo. How good is water polo? Oh, like, the only time you would watch it is at the Olympics. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Mate, I was a kayaking um, um, enthusiast, uh, coach. I'm like, yep. that's right. I'm like, when Jess missed that one to get bro, I'm like, Jess, harder, push oh. harder. Come on. Um, yep. But, you know, it, just such a fantastic time. Yep. Fantastic time. And look, the first week was kind of, you know, us in Victoria, we were in lockdown. So it meant that we could kind of watch a fair bit more than yeah. probably what we normally would um, over an Olympic two-week um, yeah. period. But lads, I, I do want to get, I want to get in some highlights. I, I want to start things off. Um, I think quite an emotional one for all of us was, and it wasn't even, it wasn't even our goal. It was yep. the rose gold boomers. Um, it's they, they, they don't want to call it the bronze they want to call it the rose gold it's the first time ever our Australian men's basketball team has won a medal at the Olympics and it yeah, so as, good. As, and we all have a basketballing background um, and it means a lot with some yeah. of us have probably had the Andrew Gay shoes from Kmart and they've just made a return which is fantastic <laughs> but what a moment it was to see the boomers finally get yep. that medal um, I got emotional I was tearing up when Gazy so, spoke afterwards mm, I was a blubbering oh. mess but what are your yep. thoughts on that that was just such a moment wasn't it Historic. it was just funny it's funny because it's bronze medal and we were like we're winners yeah that's, that's right that's, and we've all spoken about this it, it you know i think in basketball any team sport uh winning silver it's like uh, but it's like silver medal's awesome but yeah. really the winners are gold and bronze in yeah. those sort of exactly in team sports yeah exactly right. so it's, it was it's just the, incredible as yeah. you as you said 40 it's the one game at the, at the games where the gold medal game, the silver medalists go off so disappointed. And then the team yep. that came underneath them are just yeah. jubilant and More over excited. the moon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were <laughs> like, right. yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Right. We got bronze. We bronzed it. Yeah. Oh, we only got silver. Like it just <laughs> doesn't make sense. But I know. Gee, I've it's never celebrated a bronze more in my life. And oh, yeah. And, they, and, and they're, call, they're calling for Paddy Mills to be Australian of the Year. I, I think, <laughs> oh, I think, I think he should be unequivocally. Yep. No, 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 Ford. I think scrap that. Matisse Thibel, he is Australia's <laughs> new hero. <laughs> oh, he is. He is. But I, I love, like, even just watching Paddy Mills on Insta at the moment. Like, he's sharing yep. all the. Oh. Well, he just, I want to, he's like, I want to see what it meant to you and seeing everybody yep. just. Common yep. people, friendly horse. Yeah, correct. Just the common, <laughs> common men and women of Australia. Uh, just watching that moment when they win bronze medal was just emotional, as you said. Oh, and, uh, and they were saying that that Matthew Delavadova, about thirty minutes after the medal presentation, he he sat in the locker room for about forty five minutes with a couple of tins. 
but was just a blabbering <laughs> mess, like uncontrollably crying. He just, that's how much. Yeah. So, the man from Mary Bar. Mm. The correct. Yep. So anyway, that was, that was, I think, I think amazing I on behalf of all of us, all of us, yeah. that was our number one highlight, but horse, yeah. I might throw to you. What was one of your highlights of the Olympics, mate? Oh, look, I'm going to, I'm going to take it to the pool. That first week oh, of gold so good. and the girls, the golden girls. And yep. I'll, mm. I'll start, I'll start with, Ariana or Ari Titmus. Ariane. 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 Yep. I just call I called her titties. So I don't know if that'll make the contact, <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> Titmus versus Ledecky. Oh and, come on. Uh, come on. And it would have been billed. This was the blue Rabanne event for the females, the four hundred meters. And she took it and she just showed who's the boss. And oh, yeah. I mean all of the swimming was awesome but those those are events where you don't know until the last 15 meters and you know yep, they yep. get that close right at the end and yep. there i mean there were multiple times where you're waiting for that final touch just to be confirmed yep. and you're like i think they're in front i don't know you don't want to go early with the celebration but it, it was Olympics, amazing oh that was great and and she was she like Ledecky was trying to shake her and yep. she just held on and then just powered home and as Basil said that phrase to be a legend you've got oh, to beat a legend how many times have you heard <laughs> to oh, be a legend you've got to beat a legend that was awesome horse and then the celebration from the coach oh, yes. oh absolutely yes. what, was it? what was old mate's name again Already forgotten his oh, name. Dean, Dean, Dean somewhere. Dean, Dean Wine Dean. or something like that. He was uh, Dean Boxel. Dean Boxel. Dean Boxel. That'll do. And he was what a absolutely champion. air humping. And, <laughs> the, and the Japanese official, she was like, oh, she, "What do I do? I'm trying to guide you back here." I know. Then he's like, yeah. it, "She had not. She was not. She was way out of water, wasn't she? Yeah. She was a fish out of water. Like, what? Yeah. That is how that everyone wondering. felt. That is how all <laughs> yeah. of Australia felt in that moment. Oh, absolutely. It was. And he, he, um, he's, he's known around the world now. So. He is. Oh, that's he right. is that's for right. sure. For sure. So, so that, uh, that's definitely uh, up there. Oh, horse. And, and, and One of the best. Brilliant, brilliant moment. Forty. What about you, mate? You got a highlight for us? I do. I, I think um, for me, I'm going to mention Jess Fox. She won bronze and then she won gold. Both amazing. Now she was, you know, one of the poster girls of of the Olympic team and, and had a lot of pressure um, on her. And I think when she got that bronze, it was like, oh, and we're like, <laughs> oh, she won bronze. That's great. But you could sense the disappointment. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Just yeah. that one error that she made. She had such a good run and. And then when she went through and, and, and won her goal, which she was actually was her better event, mm, yeah. um, that was just incredible. And to hear her dad commentating her as she raced through in the final and so her mum was there. Yeah. yeah. But just watching, like, I was getting emotional. It, it was crazy. Like, every, like, watching the swimmers, watching everyone, like, it was just now uh, yeah emotional wreck. What I liked <laughs> about Jess Fox in particular with the canoe because that was the one the second one where she won the gold and it was the first time it had been at the olympics and she'd been uh, a big um promoter. Advocate. She, Advocate, that wasn't yeah wasn't yeah. A, wasn't originally in the olympics um as part of one of the races was it yeah no it wasn't and so it gives us all um hope that i think that if we can find our niche if we can find <laughs> something that we can do better than anyone else in the world yeah like it let's get to the the uh, olympic committee the ioc and put forward a new event that is just for you what would well, your... i think we've all been saying netball haven't we netball should be are you saying that you're olympics. you're the best at netball in the world no i'm not but i'm saying australia no i'm saying let's go second obscure. best but should be let's go obscure 40 <laughs> like okay limbo to a particular song or, you know, be really also, specific. I, I feel like if, if there was like a, a a sporting event at the Olympics where it was like just the history of the Geelong Cats, like you're representing yes. Australia for us. You know, I, like I'd put my hand up for sure. <laughs> I think the IOC would be interested in that. Wouldn't that be correct? Funny? Correct. Would be compelling. No, I, I love it. And um and uh, as we as we continue with, with these highlights. Oh. 
I um, what about and, some and left? Have you got some left field? I, I do, I do, I do, Ford. And I know you're going to appreciate this one because uh, Fordy and I would talk often about the Olympics and what was going on. And, mm. and I do want to, I just want to have some honourable mentions. Um, mm. Obviously, like we did so well in the swimming, um, but we did so well in these extreme sports like skating. But I actually want to give a shout out to our skateboarding commentators. Oh, who yes, were just, <laughs> who were just, who were just. The most randomest dudes oh. that they plucked out of nowhere. They, they just <laughs> felt like they were sitting, sitting on a couch. They were just having a laugh, having having a chat to one another, and they were just commentating the sport. It was it was awesome. That it was common man at its finest. Absolutely, like they and they were skating in the studio with you know, hundreds. Of, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh. Yeah, Casey and uh, Andy Ma got a little upset about that. A bit grumpy, but you know what? Like, you know, suck it up. Uh, we we, we never skateboarding heard of, commentators go for it. Never heard of them before, but geez, they they brought something extra. They brought something extra. They did. And what about when um, Hame was um, trying to wrap them up, and he did uh, jumped on the skateboard, and because <laughs> they just wanted to keep talking to. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh my god, I forgot his name. Already, the skateboarding guy who won yep. gold. Who was that? Torse, the American oh, kid. Logan. Was that his name? No, Logan's the BMX rider. Keegan it was sorry. Keegan. 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 So they were yeah. interviewing, and they just kept talking. And then Aim comes around, wrap it up, guys. <laughs> <That's great>. <laughs> <laughs> so, but our commentary team was spot on this year, wasn't it? Fort. Oh, so good. Yeah, absolutely. And um, for me, uh, it's when you good good segue there, friendy. Um, in thought. Absolute highlight for me was seeing him commentate the swimming. Some people were like, mm, he was a bit like, you know, sort of lackluster, but his insight into swimming, the detail that he would explain and the detail that he would say, like, he would go through, yeah, um, that separated the best uh, oh, was sure. in- unbelievable. It was just so uh, incredible. He's obviously one of Australia's best male swimmers that's ever swum. Yep. And to hear from the best on yep. what it takes to be the best was for me a huge highlight. Yeah, mm. for sure. Say, you know, like things like um, saying where they be positioned in the lane and mm. and yep. why, you know, who's in the best lane at the moment or why they're positioned right to the yep. to the side there. And, you know, all of those things that you we don't know about, we don't think about. Uh, we don't totally. know about the slipstream. We're, we're not thinking about, Oh, this guy's up the front and he's actually doing the hard work now, but whoever's yep. fourth right now is perfectly positioned because they're not having to do much. Like we can't think about those things because yep. we have well, the, tra- so... the transitions, the transitions yeah. between yep. the relay swimmers. Like, yeah. That was amazing. so, so evident in the mixed medley relay where he was talking about, you know, our female swimmers being a bit slower than the male swimmers and then getting stuck behind their whitewash. And, you know, yeah. it was very insightful. Oh, speak of random. So, the mixed medley, my goodness. Yeah, I know. I know. It was crazy. <laughs> it was so crazy. That was so, yeah, the strategy involved. It was actually quite interesting. But across the whole Olympics, there was a lot more mixed events. Yeah, uh, correct. Obviously, in the swimming, in the athletics, in uh, I saw also in the triathlon. Um, in I'm not sure, is there, was there any others the kebab? that you guys saw? Yep, I saw <laughs> the, the kebab run. Yeah, the mixed kebab. A lot of people were going the chicken and the lamb together. And oh. now, well, horse, we we can't go through this Olympic segment without mentioning a seven-time medalist at no. one Olympic. No, we can't. Um, oh, what what number would she be in the uh, current country medal tally if she was a oh, country? Oh, who knows? I think she finished about thirteenth or something. Yeah, yeah, she probably did. Of course, we're talking about Emma McKeon who joined Elite Company up there with Ian Thorpe and Shane Gould in terms of Olympic gold medals in the 400 and the 200. And yep. Well, she's Australia's most successful, successful yep. um, Olympian. Olympian now, I know. And the, I saw can't remember who it was now who was having a chat with Ian Thorpe about it and trying he was trying to sort of play it down that he was even on that pedestal with her but in my history of watching a sports in the Olympics 
you know, Ian Thorpe was always the one that was just head and shoulders yep. above mm. the rest. Yep. And yep. now the record shows Emma McKean is right there next to him. Totally. Well, it, it's interesting because she's only 27. So she'll be 30 by the next Olympics in Paris. Yep. Only have to wait three years. And there's the way she's swimming. She's clearly the best in the world at, at more than one event, which means she's going to be winning some more medals in three years time. So she's only going to increase right. the distance. So yeah. exciting and times the, ahead for her. Olympics only three more years away. That's the, that's the that, beauty. That like, how exciting them- is that? Well, lads, I, I um, love all these highlights and I just want to change the tune a little bit because at every Olympics, when you play at this level, there's always some couple of moments where you go, oh, geez, they did it tough or it didn't quite go their way at this Olympics. Yep. And then we'll finish off with a bang. I've got a bang to finish off with. But just a couple of low lots that we might want to touch on and, and, and maybe speak about, maybe add some of your own too. But some of the ones I thought where we, uh, I felt like we were going to do a lot better, even win a medal, was in the women's hockey um, and the women's basketball. Um, mm. And, you know, two, two teams where we came in with high expectations and it just yeah. just didn't quite go our way. Um, how did you guys feel about that? Were you disappointed? Were you... Well, I thought the basketball team potentially maybe not had as with obviously Liz Cambridge not being with the team, maybe the expectations weren't going to be as high in terms of meddling. It was disappointing. They were lucky to get into the quarters, to be honest. Yeah, that's um, right. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like that was, but, but obviously the women's hockey team, that was devastating seeing them lose in the quarters after being so dominant. Mm, they were dominant yep. in the round. Yep. Uh, Robin I mean, favourites to win, really. Yeah. Yeah, and one one game, one yep. off game. Yeah. I, I don't think that was. It was just bad luck. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, and yep. I mean, the thing is with with all of these situations, it's three years for redemption. Now it doesn't come yeah. next year. It never does for the Olympics. It can be normally it's four years for redemption. Yep. So, um. I think it's not that not as far away as, as what it may used to <laughs> normally be. Yeah. Yeah. Now I do have to say, this is me putting my parent hat on that when um, I, would, I would watch stuff with Finn and maybe we'd win a bronze. I still had to make sure that he understood how big an achievement it was yep. in the swimming when yep. someone got a bronze or, you know, meddling mm. or even, you know, someone coming fourth or fifth. Like a Peter, oh, Peter Ball finishing fourth. Yep. Exactly. Yep. That, you know, that means you're the fourth best person in the world yep. at what you were doing, which is incredible. Yep. So whilst we get caught up in the medals in, in that tally, I always do have to remind myself as well and, and model that mm. taking a step back to go, my goodness, they're still Olympians it's out of yep. everyone in the world. They are in the top point, point, whatever of a percent in terms of athletes and, and sports people. They are oh, the cream absolutely. of the crop. So well, how even, said, even getting it, there. You said it well, Horse. Yeah. If the fact of getting there is incredible achievement in mm. itself. So yeah. Anyway, I'm sure we could keep talking about low lights and what, anyway, the ten thousand the ten thousand kilometer runner who, you know, fought to the end. That was so brave. Oh, um, that was incredible. Mm, I was yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I did say I did say I wanted to finish off with a bang with Olympics. And I, I think, you know, back in 2000, 2004, we had this amazing you know, Roy and HG, who just brought us nightly highlights. Mm. But I tell yep. you what, Shinya, get around Shinya. What an awesome show that was with Gazy um, <laughs> yeah. and Andy uh, Ma. Andy Ma. Andy Ma. Yeah. And so, what was the uh, what was the female um, oh, host as well? Lost, lost Lisa. Lisa. Where was she? Because she was obviously in a different. Was she? She, she was where Queensland, was she I think, from? or Brisbane, Queensland. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. Shinya this guys. is probably. Help us out, horse, a little bit later. <laughs> yep, no worries. Well, actually, there is worries. I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Slecker? Well, were we fans of Shinya? I think uh, just after the Boomers winning bronze, Shinya was my next highlight. I loved it. Yeah. I heard. Look, I love Ryan HG. Yeah. I love Ryan HG. I, I listened to Ryan HG on the daily still because they had a daily podcast. Same. Yeah. So I yep. got my fill there. And I'll be honest, um, I didn't see much of it. I heard good things. I had people talking about it at work. It was it was that, late at night, horse. So you're probably exactly. all tucked up. Yeah. And Gazy was a late inclusion, <laughs> but a pivotal inclusion. Oh, massive. Gazy. He was incredible. Anyway, horse, <laughs> that's all I got for you, mate. That's Olympics.
that's been great. Thank you very much, Friendy. One last thing in this month in sport before we wrap it up, and I'm going to keep it very brief. It's tennis and in particular, potentially the GOAT. Roger Federer has had to have a knee surgery, which will keep him out for a number of months. He's 40 years old now, and I just want a very short sentence from both of you. Do you think we have seen the last of him? 40, what do you think? Uh, Rog, I love you. You are the GOAT in my eyes when it comes to tennis, but it's time to... You're 40 years old, mate. You've got enough money. Wrap it up. <laughs> enjoy enjoy life. Put the cue in the rack. Be, uh, put the cue in the rack. <laughs> Friendy, do you agree? Uh, as sad as this is, it's time, mate. It's yeah. time. Bow out. <laughs> and, and when we say it's time, he's still top four or five in the world. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. I know, I know. At 40 years old. Yeah. So we're all Crazy. in agreement. Congratulations. We'll just call it now. He, yeah, he, he yeah it it's done. Congratulations yeah. on a magnificent career, Roger Federer. We have all enjoyed yeah. watching you and yes. Nadal over the years battling it out. And we wish yeah. you good luck in your retirement. You've heard it here first. I'm sure, I'm sure he's man. listening. Yeah, I'm sure he is. And on that note, that was This Month in Sport. What a big two weeks in Tokyo What do you know? Our big Olympic quiz Well, this is exciting It's the big Olympics quiz It's not what has happened in the history of the Olympics, guys It's just what happened in Tokyo or Tokyo 2020 (laughs) A lot happened over those few weeks. And I've got some questions. They're not the most obvious questions. And I was hoping that you guys would like to go head to head. 40, Friendy, how do you feel about a little battle royale between the two of you to see who knows the most? Confident horse, confident. This will be good. Excellent. So I thought what I might do is I will will give you the question, excuse me, and I will give you um, some multiple choice options for each. And you can talk through, both of you, what you want to choose. Only a couple of questions. Hopefully, we'll get a, a winner crowned through that process. So, we are we good to go? Yep, good to go. Let's go. Okay. So, I'll ask the question. This first question, 40, you'll get the first chance to answer. And then, Friendy, I'll get you to answer after. Yep. Which country... Won the most medals per capita. And I can tell you they won one medal for every 11,333 people in the country. San Marino. That was very confident. I didn't even get to the multiple choice options. We'll no, see. If, well, I know it. We'll see if it's in <laughs> there. Mate, lock it in. Turkmenistan. Good you forward. Burkina Faso. Qatar. Or San Marino. <laughs> so you want to lock in? You're telling me you want to lock in San Marino? Uh, let's just think about it. my my. No, I'm not going to lock in D, Eddie. Okay, we're locking in <laughs> D, San Marino. Now, I'll give you the hot tip for the next question because Friendy also gets to answer. Friendy, what do you think? I'm going to go with D. <laughs> oh, you can't. That's not fair. It's like, my question. <laughs> None that I worded it that you'll both answer the same question, <laughs> but I'll give you the multiple Just choice because options. I'm confident, then Friendy's going to follow my lead. No, I knew that. I'll turn it up. <laughs> so it just means maybe next time, 40, that it's your turn to answer first. Don't be so confident. You might want to, you might want to, yeah, but wait till I've given honest. you the four options. I'll give you I didn't you the... realize it was multiple choice. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said it was multiple choice. I can confirm he did say that. (laughs) Well, maybe we should do like a buzzer. Maybe I say my name. Nick, uh, locking San Marino, (laughs) thanks, uh, horse. Okay, but the thing is then, I'm not, I'm oh, yeah. It's a tough one. You got me confused. (laughs) You've thrown me out. You're both you're Keep both locked in San Marino, correct? You got San Marino. Well yeah, done. Good, good. Okay. I did first. More points. The, sec- the second one, and this time, Friendy, you're the one who's answering yep. first. But please wait until I've given you the options before you jump. If you, if you don't Understood. want to, if you don't want to, that's okay. Too. <laughs> okay. Who won 
the silver medal in the men's high jump? Was it Barsham? Was it Tambiri? Was it no one? Or was it Nedasakau? I'm going to lock in C, no one. And you sounded like a creep when you did it. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to uh, lock in C, two horse, because we had two gold medalists. We did. Two gold medalists, Barsham and Tambiri, sharing the gold, and Nedasakau getting the bronze. So there you go. Can you tell me, for a bonus, can anyone tell me what height they both jumped to win the gold? Uh, I believe it was two metres. Yes. And 37 centimetres. Oh, he's got it. Oh, I was going to say that too. That is amazing. Because Stark got two metres 35, I believe, which is an Australian record. Yes. And he would have won a medal at any other Olympics. Yep. And he missed out. On meddling, and not even meddling, a, but gold medal. Like he would have got a gold in the yeah. Olympics, wouldn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. That is correct. Jeez, we know our stuff, Ford. You do. Oh, we're, we're all okay. over it. Okay, it's, it's back to you. Question three. Okay. What were the medals made of for the games? I'll give you some options. I think <laughs> you already know the answer to this one as well. Have you just been on the same quiz that I'm reading? No, I have no idea. I'm not looking at any quiz. Okay. Uh, I don't even know these okay. questions. I'm just like laughing because like there's a gold medal and a silver medal and bronze medal, but they're not made 100% of those No, they're metals. just dipped in them at the end. <laughs> yes. Okay. So were they made of metals excavated from below Mount Fuji? They were made from the medals that have been made for the 1940 games, which were due to be held in Tokyo, but had to be cancelled when the Second World War broke out in 1939. They were made from recycled mobile phones and electrical equipment or from recycled coffee. I'm going to lock in Seahorse. They were, they were made from recyclable phones and whatever else you said. And electrical equipment. Electrical equipment. <laughs> Friendy, well, I just want, are you going to... I want to pre- preface that I don't know the answer to this. This is going to be a pure guess. The first one sounds like a horse made up answer. The second one <laughs> has thrown me a little bit because it's a very good question. And I feel sorry for Tokyo that both their Olympics have kind of have mm. gone to plan. Um, but that's a curveball when you're thrown in there. Um then D, that just sounds ridiculous. Um, so I think it does come down to B and C. I'm going to play safe here and say C. <laughs> of course you would. Of course you would. <laughs> if you okay. doubt, go the same. So you <laughs> okay, we might have to get to a penalty because that is correct. <laughs> Play safe, and it was correct. In the build-up to the oh. games, people in Japan donated nearly 158 million pounds of electronics, which were reduced down to approximately 71 pounds of gold, 7,700 pounds of silver, and 4,850 pounds of bronze. So there you go. There you go. Okay. You go. Another question. This is it, friendy. Can we separate <laughs> you guys? Can yeah, are we? Is this going to be a, like a soccer shootout or is it going to be a hockey shootout? Because I feel like the hockey ones are more epic. <laughs> they, are, they are epic. We're going to see how we go after this one. Then it's just going to be a right. quick fire. Okay. Right. Question four. Ukrainian shooter, Sergei Kulish, won silver in the 10-meter air rifle event in Rio five years ago and was in the mix for another medal in Tokyo. But what went wrong A he dropped his gun shot himself in the foot and was disqualified <laughs> God, this is stupid <laughs> B he left his contact lenses in his hotel could not get back in time due to various COVID checks and missed his final C he mistakenly fired at someone else's target receiving zero points or D, his gun broke before his event and he didn't have a spare 
so was unable to compete. Oh, it's down at two. Oh. The first one's ridiculous, and C, just <laughs> like you're you're a you're a previous medal winner. You're not going to shoot at the wrong target. Um, Jeez, uh, wow. loving the insights, um, for any Yeah, it's, um, very, I, I think very helpful. I li- actually, what he's like liking the, this. Yeah, yeah, I like, yeah. I like the I like the idea that it's B. So I'm going to just go with B. What was gonna- B again? That he left his contact lenses in his hotel and could not get back in time to due, due to various COVID checks and missed the final. Like that sounds fairly logical. <laughs> it's very in depth too. The question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, has horse thrown us here forward? <laughs> Correct. Because I, I agree, A is ridiculous. Is <laughs> oh, we would have heard of it. <laughs> we would have heard about the shot in the floor. <laughs> um, now he's. Exactly. Olympic medals. Would he have, this is very unlike an Olympic champion. Would have he not brought a spare gun? Now I'm thinking Owen Wright or who was it? He, or mm. was it Julian for the surfer? I had like 20 something surfboards that he's taken over to the Olympics. Now, if you're telling me an Olympian only brought one gun, that sounds a bit crazy. So I'm going to rule that out. So it really is up to the contact lenses or shooting at the wrong target. So I'm going to go safe option. Oh, boy. <laughs> and say the contact lenses. Oh, 40. Well, you both got it wrong. You shouldn't have got oh! the option. He mistakenly fired at someone else's target, received what? zero points for his shot and dropped down to eighth position. I am wow. not hurt. I am not happy, he said. Who shoots, who shoots into someone else's target? Only people like me. <laughs> That's his quote. <laughs> Look, we're going to call it an end. We're going to call it Look, time on man, this game. Let's just say, man friendly, we're literally... Like, we love the Olympics. 20, <laughs> we watched it 24-7. Like, it was actually <laughs> nice to be in our time zone. Like, that was, it was so good. That was the cool thing about it. Yeah, that. that was great. Would you believe it or not, we are up to our final wrap-up and thoughts this episode and look there's a couple of things that we need to touch on first of all survivors heating up so a big shout out to all our survivor fans 40 are you enjoying the australian season of survivor now it took a little while but we're into it yes um it was hard to keep up during the olympics but i'm all over it now and i'm loving i'm loving the gameplay Haley is uh certainly been great george's uh wasn't i wasn't loving him early on but no. he's growing on me but yeah yep. uh, i certainly wouldn't want to play with him but it's exciting it's, <laughs> i love it I'm, for I'm, sure. I'm, I'm right into it for sure so survivor tick we've done that one the other big thing that we need to talk about guys is um hamish and andy we've come on we've sent them an email we've tried to make contact with them because they love the common man they're talking all they talk about is yeah. the common man so Correct. much common man talk and we are the common men we are the Common are. Man Podcast. We have the name, the Common Man Podcast, and we've had it for a while. Yeah, and so we have we registered watch- um, that business name? Maybe we need to. Um, I think it, I think the ship might have sailed there, but we do have <laughs> <laughs> we do have an Instagram that is the Common Dot <laughs> Podcast. Yep, the Common Man Dot Podcast. Dot Podcast. Dot Podcast, and and we also need to thank Hamish and Andy. Because, Friendy, we gave you so many months, so many weeks mm, to get those mm. caps sorted. <clears throat> we don't have caps sorted, but they got T-shirts sorted on yep. our behalf. Mm. They have sold yep. out. They are, they were very popular, but well done. We got them. ours. We got ours and all of our listeners that got theirs as well after we mm. um, hit it up and put it out on our socials saying that, that we'd collaborated with Hamish and Andy. So, again, yep. Haim. a big thanks Haim. to the boys, Haim and... Number six, um, Hogs, they've done us well. Friendy, any final thoughts before we go? One last word on the last month. Yeah, look, I just think early favourites at the moment is um, Keith Urban on The Voice. He looks like he's going to take it out this year. He's got a couple oh, of good, really good singers on the can, can we team, just so. Can we just stop right one second? Can we remember last voice? I was the one who talked about The Voice. All of a sudden, Friendy is all about The Voice. I feel like... He had FOMO last season, and now he's, he's, he's all in. Well, look, I can tell you one person who's not all about the voice, and that is me. Could not Who has a, a voice. Could not give a stuff. 
Thanks again for joining us, guys. We hope to talk to you soon. And don't forget to hit us up on socials, emails. We would love to hear from you. Catch you next time. Sounded like someone just farted. What was that? Jens has walked into the room. <laughs> they can they can hear the door as it opens, Jen. No. <laughs> He's not having a shower now. You can't have a shower, Jen. <laughs> you can't have a shower. How long? Jen, out you go. <laughs> and wait on your horse. 10 minutes. 10 minutes, Tello. This is 10 recording. This is, this is on the record. Okay. This is this is making the end. This is what that's the want. end. That's the end credit. Horse, How long? <laughs> horse will <laughs> manipulate this. So just be careful what you say, right? <laughs>